Let's Define Win, a podcast for everyday horse enthusiasts to laugh, commiserate, and learn that life is all about how you define wins. So we are here for episode 27. Um, I still don't have a good rhyme. Still don't have a good rhyme for 27. Hey Siri, what rhymes with 27? Okay, I found this on the web for what rhymes with 27. Check it out. It literally says heaven. Heaven. Bevin. Shevin. Like, I can't, I don't even know what half these words are. I don't either. So, you know what? We're here for episode 27, a little over halfway to our one year goal. A little over halfway to episode 11. But we've already done episode 11, so this is not... From episode 11. I don't know. Episode 27. The age I am deathly afraid of turning. (laughs) There's a lot of, like, ones that rhyme similar, like, aggression, session, confession, 11, 7, confession. Mm, Okay, wow. Now that I say it. Episode 27. We're here for our horse show client confessions. We should do that. Okay, okay. Yeah. What? Episode 27. We're here to... Talk about our trainer client confessions. You can't find anything that rhymes with 27. So here we are. Let's get into it. (laughs) So I was thinking we should talk about, since last week we talked about what we as clients expect from trainers, I was thinking we should talk about what trainers should expect from us as clients. And I like that. We can't can't just nail the trainers. We got to get ourselves nailed too. No, no kidding. And then I was thinking, like, maybe you could give us a recap from your horse show. And then, like, maybe we could maybe do some, like, tips and tricks for packing the trailer. Because, so, Maddie, what do you think that your trainer can expect from you as the client? And if you play lots of money, I'm just going to say the same. <laughs> right. So timely payment for sure. Uh, don't make them pull your teeth to get paid. Um, especially if it's predictable, right? Like board and all training and all that stuff is pretty predictable cost, right? For the most part. So don't like act surprised <laughs> if you know what it is. And if you are surprised, maybe you should be having that conversation beforehand. I owe you what? For how many months in a row? <laughs> Wait. Are you talking about my horse? (laughs) No, the Toby Adam. Like, just like, make sure both you and your trainer know what horse is yours. (laughs) That's never happened to me, but like, I feel like I've heard sometimes it's, I don't know. Oh yeah. I'm I'm sure it does happen. Like when you get into the big barns where you have 20 or 30 horses, like I'm sure it is hard to remember what horse goes with which person. Oh, for sure. And then like, you think about it sometimes too, like, the client or the trainer aren't always the ones picking the horse up. It could be like some middleman, right? And then it's like, oh yeah, Here you go bay horse with a blue sheet. Like okay, <laughs> like there's like that's a super color common color horse, and that's a super color, common color blanket. Like I don't know. I I just think that, that that's you know reasonably understandable to get confused. But um, what else? Yeah, I think something that I've observed. That I have not done, but like if you have dirty laundry, 
um, or beef, whatever we want to call it between you and your trainer, for whatever reason, that's between you and them. That is not between you and your 500 social media friends. Like, I don't care if it's like screenshotting like messages or if it's screenshotting like invoices or if it's like hashing out every detail since like April and why you think you've been wronged and you need all of your friends on social media to be the jury executioner and the judge and whatever. Um, Yikes. Yeah. I think is a reasonable expectation from a trainer to not have from you. Yikes. Yeah. And I've seen those and you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like I felt uncomfortable just looking at it, but I couldn't look away either. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't. And the thing is that like that point, as soon as you do that, you've blacklisted yourself. Oh, for sure. Like you're just going to be known as the chick who didn't want to pay her bill and blasted all over social media. And no one's going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. You got, you literally have to leave like the area. Like if you're in, on the East coast, you better, you better send your horse to the West coast and hope no one over here, over there has heard about it. Like literally pick up, move in the middle of the night and hope no one has heard. Yeah. Or you better really like your horse. Cause guess what? You're going to be one riding it. <laughs> like, hope you're comfortable hauling yourself with that attitude. Like, hope you enjoy your own company. Cause that's all you're going to have. Right. Pretty much. No kidding. That's a good one. That's a very reasonable standard. I feel like. I think another reasonable standard too is um, investing in your horse's vet work. Oh yeah. Like I get, if you don't want to do like certain things, right. Like maybe you don't want, I don't know, MRIs, injections, whatever. Right. But like a yearly examination mm-hmm. or whatever, right. Like your spring stuff, your vaccinations, your Coggins, um, teeth, like all of that. Like if you're not like willing to do that, yeah. I, don't yeah. I feel like it should be reasonable. I, I know like as a trainer, like I not as a trainer, but if I was a trainer, I would be pretty damn irritated if these people brought me animals that, you know, weren't kept up physically. Well, yeah. Emotionally. Cause like you can't do your job then. And it's like, if the horses hurt it, they're just like us. Like if you wake up and you don't feel good, you're not going to perform well. And the more like you exasperate the problem. Like if you have a broken toe and you go run 10 miles on the toe, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse over time. So. Right. Right. I agree. I think those are good ones. Um, a couple that I thought of is um, being like open and receptive to coaching. And I know that sounds really dumb, but I think a lot of people maybe like show up to the horse, like show up to the trainer and they're either thinking like, you know, I'm doing you a favor by paying you, like by having my horse in your program, you know, like I'm so great, whatever. And then as soon as the trainer's like, actually, you know, like you need to be doing this this way, or I've observed that you really drop your shoulder in the horsemanship or whatever it is. Um, You know, obviously you're there paying them for their expertise so by virtue like they you should be open to their expertise like you should be open to their coaching and I'm not saying like you like you shouldn't like allow yourself to be like completely belittled and just like torn apart by the trainer like if you don't if you're not receptive to like their training styles then I think 
that the very least warrants a conversation of maybe switching barns if it's just not going to mesh. But, you know, if you're there to get help, you should be open to the help. And I know that sounds weird, but. No, I think I'm disappointed in myself for not making that like my first one. I think that's like the most important one. Yeah. Right. Cause at that point it's like, you're wasting their time. You're wasting your time and you're wasting your money. So. Well, then it goes farther to say like, they, like, you, they should expect you to do the work that they're asking you to do. So if they're saying like, Hey, you're out at the barn two days a week. And I mean, I think it's, I think it's different as an amateur client because you definitely have more things you need to juggle where the, yeah, it's typically a job, um, sometimes a family, sometimes other activities, you know, it's like you, you do have a lot of like work-life balance things you need to work around. And I feel like if you're making the sacrifices to have your horse at a trainer, they're going to expect you to put in the time that they're asking for you to grow your skills. So, you know, if they're like, Hey, I typically see you at the barn on Sunday afternoons from three to four from your lessons. And I think you would really grow if you were here maybe three times a week riding or maybe spend some time just like hanging out with your horse and like bond with them. You know, like I think listening to their coaching as well as being open to it is the, one of the very least things you can expect from a client. Right. I think it goes back to like any sort of like athlete coach, whatever sport it is, right? Like the more successful athletes are the ones that are more coachable. So if you want to be successful, which I'd like to think an individual would and their trainer would want them to be. So being receptive, yeah. I think is a good one. Yeah. Being open to coaching. Cause you're not always right. <laughs> right. Newsflash. Which I don't love to hear, but turns out it's correct. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get on a roll where I'll be like, get a couple things right at work or something. I'll be like, <laughs> Enjoy this, Maddie, because you're going to get knocked down here in a minute or two. <laughs> like, oh. ne- you never get a run more than two or three. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had some major screw-ups at work last week, and I was like, wow. Okay, you know, that was the best time for it because I was feeling way too high of myself. Like, I was feeling like I could rule the economic development world and make it my maker. And I was like, wow, Okay couldn't even read the map correctly so that's fun yeah wow wow I needed that that was good that was a good build that was a fun one for me that was a fun one too better that than like hello anyone can anyone throw me like a rope please I need a positive excuse me I'm stuck here (laughs) yeah that's that's kind of how it goes who's ever driving the steamroller over me please stop (laughs) it's like an everyday ask for me I feel like I think another one is to, in general, not be an asshole and don't bring drama. Yeah, I mean, like... And that we shouldn't have to say that, but I think it's good to say. There's always that one person in the barn that's just there for the drama, I feel like. Yeah. Just stirring the pot, and they just... I don't know, and it's fun to kind of sit back and watch it, but at the same time, when you realize, like, we are all paying the exact same amount of money to be here and they're just causing 
extreme inefficiencies. Yeah, extreme. You know what I mean? So like, so it's like at one point, like the trainer's gonna have to like get off my horse to go deal with this dumpster fire that's happening over here, and then you're like, wait, 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 I'm not game for that. Right. Right. <laughs> well, and part of it too, it's like, why, why do we need it? Why can't we all just like, let's get our goals, let's align them, let's all work for them, let's not get bored like are you bored do you not have enough going on like there's probably some stalls you could clean out <laughs> like you right. need something to do with your life right why do we need drama just, just keep yourself busy I also think like pitching in where it's needed at horse shows is something that we should just set the standard for doing that it can be expected you know like there's only one trainer, maybe an assistant trainer when you're at horse shows and there's typically more than one or two clients. And if they're running around trying to show and trying to vet a horse and trying to, you know, ride one down because it's gone batshit over here in the corner and you're like, hmm. someone's walking off to the showmanship with shit on their horse. Like <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah. Like there's so many things that happening at a horse show. And I think the least you can do for your trainer is be like, Hey, I see Maddie's taken off for the showmanship pen and she's got vet wrap and poop running down her leg. I'm going to go handle that for you. And Dory's leg. Uh, okay. Oh, sure. Right. <laughs> Fine. You know, like her boots are tucked or her pants are tucked into her boots. So I got you. Like I will go handle that. Or, you know, like, have you eaten yet? It's, you know, four o'clock. So it's almost dinner time, but let me go get you a lunch bag. <laughs> like, let me right. do something for you. Or like my thing too, is like, I always try to do like the most menial task, right? Because like, mm-hmm. it, like, I don't think the trainer should have to do any of those menial tasks because their time is way better spent elsewhere. Yeah. Like filling water buckets. I'll do you that. You can't screw up water buckets and you can't screw up stalls. I mean, you can, if you accidentally let a horse out, but like, yeah, but like horses always need water, you know, right. like sometimes it's touch and go with giving more hay because, you know, sometimes there's like on a diet. Yeah, like sometimes they're on a diet and you're not supposed to give them more hay or sometimes they need like special hay or whatever. I think like just like my general rule of thumb for horse is like no one's going to be angry with you for using common sense and trying your hardest. Right. Yeah. You pitch in and you use common sense. You're good. Picking stalls. Picking stalls, water buckets, occasional yeah. hay. No one's ever going to get mad for cleaning up their horse's mess. Sweeping the aisle. But, you know, like, honestly. I hate sweeping the aisle. I do, too. It's, like, really I satisfying in the first like, five seconds. Oh, yeah. I can't. Well, like, the thing is, is it gets dirty so quick right after. Like, someone sneezes, and all of a sudden there's sawdust back on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, dude, how did that even... Where did that even come from? Yeah. Those are good. I liked those. All in all, don't blacklist yourself. Don't be an asshole. Don't air your dirty laundry on social media. And, you know, Thank frankly, you don't air your dirty laundry or any, like, old beef that you have with them Never. after you've moved barns or anything like that. Like, tie it up in a nice little package and leave it. Yeah. Like, just, like, feel those feelings and then let it go. Like, you're going to be better off. <laughs> It's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And pay your bills, kids. Pay your bills. bills. So I heard Dora the Explorer made the trek down to Iowa last weekend. 
Doris did. She did. She sure did. Um, it was great to get a bath. And I really love that Kirkwood facility. It's it is nice. just really nice. Really nice. Um, yeah, but it was good. It was good to get out to a, a paint show. Um, we did pretty much a lot of classes, which was, it was like a two day show or whatever. Right. So it was like, it was two one day shows. I don't really know how we say it, but that's what it was. Um, we, yeah, it was fun. I like, I did like the novice and then I'd go do the amateur for some of the classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like didn't show Hunter on your saddle at all. It just wasn't worth our time this weekend. Um, well, I saw so- a picture of you in it though, or is that an old picture? No, that was Eck. We did Eck, but oh, we didn't do okay. Hunter Hunter Saddle. It just, with it being so much going on, we're just like, we just don't need to waste our energy there. Yeah. Um, That's fair. But yeah, so like going from the novice to the amateur, like the patterns were super similar, right? Like 90% similar, 10% change. And so like the two minutes I'd have to like memorize that pattern in between the two um, really messed with me. Mm-hmm. And I like, day one, I got like 50% of my patterns right. <laughs> So that's fun. I think I, I like, I forgot to back in the amateur showmanship. So I got DQ'd for that. So that was fun. But then like, I got DQ'd in the amateur equitation too, because like, I thought it was like the right lead or the right diagonal. And I went to correct it. But then I was like, no, it's definitely the right. And so I just... I just went whatever and just took the right, even though it should have been the left or whatever it was. I really just owned that mistake, you know, made it mine. Um, and went, wow, this equitation stuff is really mind blowing on my brain. <laughs> wow. That was a trip I was not prepared for. Right. Wow. There's a lot going on. And then I did trail later and I was like, wow, there's a lot going on here. This makes equitation look pretty approachable. <laughs> Yeah, I was um, dropping Toby off yesterday um, because I'm going to be traveling for the next like two weeks pretty much. And so I dropped him off so Julie can ride him before I go to the first Pinot show. And she was like, oh, so what do you want me to work on? I was like, you know, just make sure he's not going to buck me off in the patterns. And really, he just needs to be like road so he's not like gasping for air two seconds into the pen. Um and then I said, like, yeah, if you want to do some pole work, that'd be that'd be awesome. And she just looked at me and she's like, You haven't you haven't touched him since November. And you're expecting him to do a trail course in 10 days. And I was like, Yeah, I think he'll do it. And she was like, That's unfair. I just like walked away. And I was like, Julie, oh. less energy is what we need in trail after we dove off the bridge last time. This is good. This is where oh, we need God. to be. Yeah. Thank God she wasn't at that show where I had to get off and try to drag. It was like dragging a heifer through, like, to her death. And he was... And not even dragging a heifer in showmanship, but in trail, where we shouldn't be dragging anything. No, like, you should not come lose contact with your saddle in the trail. And I lost contact, both boots on the ground. Tried to do the cute, like, hey, let's walk across it. And no. Were you the only one that did that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I was the, like, I'm the only one stupid enough to get off my horse in the trail. So, or I mean, ever, you know, like, you should probably never get off your horse in a riding class. And I was, I was trying to be better for it. I was trying to be a good mom and it, 
It did not work. I just got my chaps dirty. That's all that happened. Dolores um, likes to, if she gets a little antsy and like if I'm not feeding her fast enough, she likes to, you know, give a little knock knock on the stall door. <laughs> and so like she only did it on Friday because I was like struggling. I had to like move all the hair around and like fill bags. And I did the other horse first and then I did her bag and everything. And she was like, excuse me, knock, knock, excuse me. And I was like, stop, this is embarrassing. I'm moving as fast as I can. Like, luckily she only did it like three or four times, but like, I was like, knock it off, please. People are starting to look. She'd like do one and then she'd wait. And then she was like, still no. away. Okay. <laughs> Listen up, bitch. I checked still hungry. <laughs> right, right. It's like, me too, Corey. It's like 10 o'clock and I haven't eaten since like noon. <laughs> poor door poor doorster oh i got one that is um completely not where we said we were gonna go but it fits so um uh, we both recently became new pet parents i guess our parents both became new pet parents so that means we're gonna have some new friends at the horse show so yeah, so my parents got a little golden retriever. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, we as a family um, decided on the name Georgia, but she goes by Georgie. Um, the reason I'm not saying we 100% picked this name was because I did not actually throw my vote behind this name. Mm. Um, I was really feeling ruffles, which, you know, after meeting the dog and like looking at her fur um really fits and I'm kind of upset we didn't go with this name but um when I brought up possibly changing the name yesterday um after having her for a week I got shut down very Mm. um apparently because it's on the collar it's chosen okay whatever (laughs) you know that's okay we do birth certificates all the time so whatever (laughs) people can legally change the collar it costs like 25 dollars to legally change your name man to change my name i've thought about it no i'm saying like we can change george's name uh we might have to but so my parents recently got a sheltie and my and my dad chose the name oliver but we call him ollie so just think georgie and ollie like that's gonna be so cute at the horse shows they're gonna be best buds apparently georgie had a little play date with another golden retriever the other day and she had a blast oh yeah oliver is like very self-sufficient so like you'll i pulled into my parents yard or driveway the other day and he was just like out in the yard like throwing a stick to himself like it was a little sad like but i was like where's nugget like why is nugget not playing with and nugget was in the house like sleeping and he was like outside just like entertaining himself so i'm sure he's gonna be super pumped when he can be entertained by george yeah, just be like Dude, I understand this was me and my childhood. <laughs> I know. Like, now that I live alone, like, that that's what I do. I just, like, sit in my living room and, like, throw a ball to myself. Like, just... <laughs> yeah. If I'm feeling lonely, I just sit in front of the mirror for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Talk to myself. No, but I'm super excited. Like, we should... Yeah, we'll have to introduce them on the cast. And then people can introduce their horse show puppies. And then, like, pretty soon, we'll just have, like, a horse show puppy podcast, and people can bring their dogs. It'll be so yeah. exciting. 
And then we'll all get into dog showing instead and we'll save thousands of dollars a year. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. For anyone interested, there is a goldfish convention in California every year. And there is a show that goes along with that. So if anyone's interested in getting into showing goldfish, goldfish. Uh, yeah, it's competitive apparently, but you know, we can do it significantly cheaper than showing horses as an alternative. We're going to put a link to that in our bio or something. Cause that is, that's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. It's definitely been a hot discussed topic on rough days. Showing goldfish. Huh. We just need a goldfish. <laughs> Pays vet bill. I think a goldfish would be cheaper. They only cost like 25 cents at the pet store. But can you buy a show-worthy goldfish at Walmart? I Do know. I need to go to a breeder? A gold <laughs> breeder? If you know the answer to our question, please. please. Yeah, stay tuned next week. We'll either have an answer from someone or we'll go find it and make it up ourselves. Um, don't air the dirty laundry on the social media pay your bills on time and just don't air your dirty laundry in general or bring the drama do us all a favor and keep that to yourself Um, but if you do you can show goldfish in California exactly significantly cheaper and they're only 25 cents at the pet store so with that see you all next week with episode 28 where we're going to talk about getting into goldfish showing